This is the OKC82 Podcast with Chisholm Holland and Brady Trantham on the Franchise Podcast Network. Who's Vegeta? Who's Majin Buu? Trunks was always my favorite character. Purely based on the fact that he had a sword. Piccolo was my favorite. Which, now looking back on it, how little could a sword do against a Super Saiyan? Ask, ask. They can move, they can shoot beams out of their hands that moves Earth. And you're going to hit them with a metal sword and think that's going to do anything? What if you sneak up behind them? Ching! Right in the back. I don't know. I feel like their skin is like some... Trunks was always kind of annoying to me. Oh, you're the worst. He like you he just would... had to shit on my favorite character. No, no, no. When when they were like ripping off the Terminator storyline when Frieza came back to Earth and he came from the which future. was a blatant rip. Yeah, it was the blatant Terminator. rip off. Um, it was still so damn cool. And then when like actual like I can't remember was was it Future Trunks or actual Trunks? It was Future Trunks that fought in Cell Games, right? Correct. Yeah, because Kid Trunks is. He's a kid at the time. Correct. Okay. Be really awkward if an infant was fighting or future, a toddler. When Future Trunks had basically when he got longer hair, turned into such a little passive character. But then again, like all the characters got became passive other than Goku, Gohan, and Vegeta. Yeah, that's what annoyed Vegeta. Me. I would never describe as passive in that show. It always annoyed me, like with Goku. Goku is like one of the worst main character superhero, whatever you want to call him, because. Basically, this is what Goku does. He takes his fucking time. Wait, what? Wait. He take he takes his time. Everybody else has to fight the bad guy and get killed, like tire out the, this motherfucker, and then Goku just strolls in, like, oh, okay, I'm here, guys. Everyone's dead. Everyone's hurt, and then he gets to take advantage of a guy or a girl who's like clearly, you know, out of breath, a little bit tired, a little bit beaten down, weaknesses have been exposed, and then Goku gets to take all the credit. He's the Mariano Rivera of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> Excuse me, I peel myself off. I'm the sorry. Floor. It was just annoying, and especially like I'm a little bit older than you. So, like, did you watch Dragon Ball Z when it was like first on Toonami? Dude, that was the. I I didn't follow Dragon Ball Z once it went past that. Oh, okay. OG uh, series only. Yeah. So basically, like when they would have to re-show like the series over and over again because they just didn't have the episodes, I guess, translated in the or stateside by then. It was so annoying to have to continuously wait for Goku to get to Planet Namek to help fight Frieza and watch like Vegeta and Gohan and Krillin get their asses handed to him. <laughs> Krillin fighting Frieza was an odd choice. Yeah, he got chopped in half, or he he exploded. Yeah, he exploded. We all knew that was going to happen. Did anyone in that episode go, you know who's got a real chance in this? Krillin. There was a part of me. Is Krillin like a plus 800 dog in that? <laughs> like, he has to be just unbelievable. There was a part of me, I knew how it was going to end. Because that was like early internet, like Brady on the internet days. And so I'd like read like, okay, this is what happens during the Frieza saga. But you there read was, ahead the story? Th- there was a part of me, because I, oh, pic- I was a huge Piccolo fan. There was a part of me that when he like... Him and Nail fused, and he's like beating the shit out of Frieza. I'm yeah. like, wait, is Piccolo gonna do this? No, Piccolo's gonna do- ah third form. This ain't fair. Yeah, this ain't fair. Piccolo's awesome though. He became a few. Fu- uh, what was it? What was the word they called him? The a super namic. Super namic. Yeah, because it like it's just like we don't know what else to I call it. <laughs> I couldn't name. I couldn't think of a super or not because I was like, no, nah, surely they didn't just say super saiyan, super namic. But no, it was super namic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did we already explain that this is the OKC82 podcast? This is the OKC82 podcast. <laughs> Chisholm Holland, Brady Trantham. This is also a great podcast for Dragon Ball Z Talk. Oh, How yeah. many people hit the the 30-second forward button on this podcast um, to get past it? Probably. Or like, how many people were like, holy hell, is this Dragon Ball Z Talk? Um, Probably the older 
like the older generational people that listen to the podcast. Maybe some, uh, oh, I don't know, because women women like can like Dragon Ball Z too. So I don't want to just sure. say the women sure. fast forwarded. But come on, this is 2019, man. If Madison's listening, she probably did. Skipped it. Yep. She's like, what? What? What is this? Well, if Madison's listening to this. Go back to the start, Madison. She better be listening to this before she goes to her little Guns N' Roses concert. Yeah, tomorrow. GNR. She's missing game one. GNR. Thunder Speak- insider, my left foot. Just kidding. She deserves it. She absolutely deserves it. Well, welcome to the OKC82 podcast. Yeah. Brady Trans and Chisholm Holland. Yeah. At Brady Sport at Chisholm Holland. I think I not there. We got it all worked out. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what's our uh, MSN messenger? What was your very first email address ever in your life? B underscore player 01. B underscore player. Ball player. Oh, yeah. gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. And 01 because? Um, I don't know. Because you had to have a number. Like, and you were like, like oh, clearly, number one. Number. Yeah. It was like, yeah, number one. Obviously. What other number would I be besides number one? Yeah. B underscore player, though. I feel like that probably was a highly touted after email address that you snagged early in the process. That's probably why I had to put 01. Yeah. I'm surprised I didn't put 14. 14 was always my jersey number. Mm. Back when I used to love Josh Heupel. Oh. Now I've got some mixed feelings about Josh yeah. Heupel. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that relationship got complicated. 14 is not a good basketball number, though. It just doesn't It doesn't pop like a football jersey. No. No, no, no. Um, my first email address ever, and everyone around me, because I have older cousins, and mm-hmm. everyone, when I was a child, laughed at this continually, and I just did not understand why it was funny. Now, when I tell you what it was, it'll be obvious why it was funny. Mm-hmm. My first email address ever in my life was reallybigsword at yahoo.com. <laughs> Is, oh, so is this a Trunks thing? It was a, it was a combination of Trunks and Final Fantasy, which are like oh, Dragon Ball Z, Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy, two of yeah. my favorite things. And I was like, oh man, Final Fantasy, they have all they all have really big swords. Mm-hmm. So my email address was really big sword at yahoo.com. And obviously that sounds like I'm talking about something else. And my family <laughs> thought it was hysterical. So we'd be like out in public and they'd be like, Hey Chisholm, tell me what your email address is. Really? Or like when you're checking out, they go, Can we have an email address for this? I'd be like, Yeah, my son has one. <laughs> and they'd make me do it. I just want to picture you sitting at home, like playing Final Fantasy, and there's like an, actually a broadsword leaning up against the wall right behind you, just in case. You never know. I can remember going to medieval times in Dallas. Oh yeah, and they had like, those giant wooden claymores, uh-huh. and I freaked out. Medieval times is so fun. Like I have never been as an adult, but I went like two or three times with my aunt and uncle that lived down in Dallas. As a kid, it's so fun. I would imagine it can still be fun as an adult because you can actually drink there. Yes. What do they call it? Like the they called it something, like, maybe ale. Maybe they just call it ale. It's Bud yeah. Light or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, so the whole point of the Dragon Ball Z talk is I don't know if it caught on at the beginning. Um, but Oh, no, it's just they didn't get any context. They just got straight Dragon good, Ball Z talk. Good, because yeah. like, I hate context. I never want to give you guys any context whatsoever. No. Um, Chris Paul talked about China today. And then... <laughs> wow! <laughs> no, um, so uh, we were asked... Uh, Which by, is true, by yeah, the way. We he were at, yeah, he did talk about China today, and we'll talk about that for maybe two seconds because that's as long Chris talked about it. Um, Jesse on Twitter asked us to basically go over the Thunder's uh, contracts on their roster and basically what they mean. Um, so, yeah, every time that I look at these little roster breakdowns with the contracts right next to them, I've always kind of pretended, oh, these are like their power levels. Which is funny when you name like guys like Evan Turner, Ian Mahimi, Hassan Whiteside, <laughs> Hassan Whiteside that have gigantic contracts, or even Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul, um, that one felt too close to home. You, you don't you don't think of it in kind of a sarcastic way because Chris Paul is still a really good player. 
I mean, a lot of playoff teams probably still want him. But yeah, thirty nine thousand or thirty eight five. John Wall's thirty seven eight. Oh, he's the fourth highest paid player in the league. Next and year. Bradley Beal said, "I want more of that." John Wall's the fourth highest paid player in the league, like next year. Hot take, really quick. Do you think Bradley Beal is more tradable now? No. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, because everybody like their initial reaction was, "Oh my God, he wants to stay with the Wizards." I'm like, ah, 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 how quickly do we forget about Paul George? <laughs> yeah, lock up that cash, my friend. Do nope. your thing. No kidding. Um, but yeah, Chisholm, let's just dive right into the contract. Okay, so John Wall has three more years in a play. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I, John Wall's contract is my favorite thing to talk about in the NBA right now. Uh, okay, so start at the top of the bottom. What's more interesting? Let's do the bottom. Okay. So uh, the bottom includes Lou Dort and Devin Hall, who, who make eighty grand from the Thunder. Who make eighty grand? I, now, if I understand this correctly, you and I had a little bit of a conversation. Eighty grand from the Thunder is how much they make from the Thunder. They also get a salary from the Blue since they play for both teams. Yeah. So I don't think they take home eighty grand at the end of the year. I think they take home more than that. Probably closer to like the one fifteen, one ten mm-hmm. range. Uh, but that's that's just my recollection of how this is set up. But it is really it's really eye popping to see NBA players. Oh, they make. 80 grand? Right. Wow. Right. And Kyle Singler makes a million <laughs> still? Yeah. So Kyle Singler is on the books for four more seasons making a million dollars. He's on the books longer for Patrick Patterson than Patrick Patterson. Yes. Who's still on the books. Yes. So good for both of them. Happy for them. Um, let's all keep that in mind. Now, as far as Devin Hall and Lou Dort, two-way guys. That means they can play for both the Blue and the Thunder. Obviously, everyone understands how that works. Yeah. If I, if I understand the rule correctly, and I think I do, they can have Thunder can have sixteen guys in their roster, fourteen full time Thunder players, two two way contracts. Mm-hmm. If at any point in time they want to go the opposite direction, like they did with uh, Deontay Burton last year, and they want to go to fifteen full time guaranteed contracts, converting one of those guys, they have to get down to fifteen players. They can't have any two way contracts at that point. Yeah, so fifteen full contracts or fourteen full contracts and two two ways. What are the advantages of the two ways? They cost way less money. Um, you have a little bit more flexibility. A little more control over those players, so that's that's why they went with the two way option, which most NBA teams do. Yeah, and you, classically, the Thunder have always wanted that extra roster spot open, even like well after the trade deadline, because they always wanted to be in the market for maybe a buyout guy to help put them over the top in whatever way that they felt they needed to be. Improved. Who's the buyout guy that could put them over the top? Well, this that's year? that's the thing is they can just rely basically on internal growth. You know, one of Sam Presti's favorite buzzwords, like they don't really need to be in the market for anybody, like some bet to help them because they don't really need help. Like the, what their help comes in the future, not sure. now. So, um, both guys are pretty. I mean, Lou Dort from an athletic standpoint, I don't really know Can what we, he is. I'm, I'm done with the Lou Dort hype. Yeah, I'm I, done I don't with the really, Lou Dort hype train. I don't really know what he is as a basketball player. But also, his name is actually Lugens Lugens Dort Lugens Dort. So, yeah. um, did you see me have a little fun with Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven the other night on Twitter? No, you were probably well asleep. I was few few cocktails in and you're like you know what i need to talk about i just i you know the you know the raven right i know that so you know his wife's name is lenore correct i just replaced lenore with lou dort because it sounds kind of the same okay gotcha <laughs> and that's okay and i had to i had to like replace like any any descriptor of like maiden or female and i'd replace it with like player or something just because gotcha. i'm not trying to call lou dort a rare and radiant maiden who the, whom the angels name lenore nameless here forevermore Okay, moving on. <laughs> the next player making the uh, least amount of money. It's actually a, a dead heat tie. But we're going to go with the guy who only has one more year on his contract this upcoming season. Oh, so these guys could fuse. Yes. 
Well, I mean, they're not the same size. But if we're just talking strictly power levels, they could power levels, they could fuse. If you imagine Hamadou Diallo and Deontay Burton like together, like what would the name be first? I of hope all? it's Hamadou Diallo's body and Deontay Burton's head. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I hope. Uh, Deontay Burton has one million four hundred sixteen thousand dollars on a one-year contract. That's right. He is an expiring deal this year. No player option. No team option for next year. This is the final season of Deontay Burton in Oklahoma City unless he signs an extension of some kind mm-hmm. or a long-term deal. Now, keep in mind, Deontay Burton, who is a fan favorite around here, he had a big game against Houston that I recall where he like got a put-back he, slam. And everyone he actually out. helped that team yep. win a game, an NBA game. Yes. Yep. Uh, he's 25 years old. So when you're thinking about the long-term plan of the Thunder, does it make sense to bring back a 26-year-old who still has a ton of development mm-hmm. uh, to become a really, really useful NBA player? I'm not entirely sure, but... Last he, year he, of his season, or last year of his deal. He didn't get as much burn in the preseason as I was expecting. Me either. What, what's surprising. I think now, that, do you think that's something to do with Darius Baisley? Yeah, I think it's exactly to do with Darius Baisley. Um, I nailed it. Because, I mean, Deontay Burton, they, they see him as a four. Like, right. they're going to put him there physically as a four. Um, of course, he's versatile enough, and he actually has, like, the thing about if you could combine Hamadou Diallo and Deontay Burton, basically if you could have Hamadou Diallo with Deontay Burton's stroke, great player. Deontay Burton has a very good shot. The problem that's going to happen this year um, with Deontay, you're going to have Darius Baisley out there a lot of time. Now, when the team gets gutted, like if it does happen, if Gallinari and uh, Chris Paul and then maybe like somebody else, like Dennis Schroeder or somebody else gets traded away, that's when you can potentially see Deontay Burton just thrown out there a lot more just to see like what they, what they have moving forward past the season. But um, from a personal standpoint, I hope he stays in Oklahoma City because I just enjoy talking to the guy. He's really cool, and he's an easy story to root for. But yeah, I mean, you're exactly right. It's I was shocked he didn't play that much in the preseason, and it's not a very good in- indicator of where he's going to be with this franchise moving forward. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, Deontay Burton expiring deal. Next one is Hamid Diallo. He makes the exact same amount as Deontay Burton. The only difference is next year he has a team option. Which they will pick up. Which they will pick up uh, for $1.6 million. Uh, so uh, not necessarily an expiring contract. We knew when they signed him last season as a second-round pick that it was a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're in year two of that. Deontay, or Hamid Diallo, biggest difference between him and Deontay Burton, though, he's 21, a little bit younger. Uh, maybe fits the timeline a little bit more for this Thunder team. Fits the timeline. He fits the identity of the team just because he, he he provides something that the Thunder needs, like just the two or the three. There's not a lot of threes on this team. Um, he actually got. Is a there lot any of, real threes on this team? No. <laughs> I was just saying, I don't know if there's any. Um, I mean, Andre almost made All NBA as a three, even though he's probably a two. Like he defends the two. Andre almost made the All NBA. Uh, defensive team. Not, oh, I not, was like, not what all year was yeah. that? that sh- I didn't think I have to put the caveat. Sorry, that's <laughs> no, okay. Was... Um, but also with Hami, he obviously. My got... first thought was Andre Iguodala. That's where I went. I was like, because he's not talking about Igu- Robertson. He's got to be talking about Iguodala. I'm trying to figure out how that plays into what we're talking about right now. That that um the roster that they handed us for, against the Grizzlies on what was it last Wednesday was funny just to see like. His name and Jay Crowder's name, and it just not with team, not with team. Just like, yep, chilling. Send us somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to be on the Triple J train. Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, okay, so uh, Hamid Diallo again, 
got burned in the preseason. Got burned in the preseason. And actually showed improvement. Uh, also keep in mind that when they signed him, they actually used a portion of their mid-level exception. So mm-hmm. that's where that money's coming out of, not necessarily the salary cap directly. All right. Uh, the next one, Abdul Nader. Nade Dog. Is he a small forward? It's just file this under like thunder players of I don't know what position they the, that they are. I think he's a small forward. Yeah. If I was going to place him somewhere, I think I would make him a small forward. Uh, I, would, I would tell him to stay beyond the three-point line, and unless you want to take a mid-range jumper, don't put the ball on the floor. Just shoot it. Don't dribble? Don't dribble, because every time he drives to the rim, it just... Bad things happen. He's uh, $1.6 million this season. $1.7 next year as a team option. Uh, so another low low uh, dollar figure player who has played rotation minutes. He was in the rotation as the ninth man for two months last year. I mean, yeah, yeah, a while. So. He had like, I think he had like two pretty good games. Sure. Where we had the... Played uh, against Phoenix once and like everyone freaked out. Yeah. Uh he is a little bit the same Deontay Burton boat, except for he's older. He's 26. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what's crazy is if you're following the the timeline of most NBA players, we're hitting Abdul Nader's prime. <laughs> this is the best basketball he's going to play for about the next four years. <laughs> so uh, I don't I don't mean this in any insulting way because Abdul Nader is a really cool guy, but I've kind of always had the idea that the Thunder especially now with where they're going and you just hit on it. He doesn't necessarily fit the timeline per se. I've always kind of viewed him as just a a piece that they could dangle in front of a team to just to add on to like a a trade package because you seduce the other team with guys, an incredible shooter. And what do you guys need? You guys need a shooter. So why don't you take Chris Paul and then Abdul Nader and then give us our like rookies or first round draft picks that we want. So I, I could see Nader being put in play, um, sp- like incredibly spotty. Go out, shoot, 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 show off your trade value, and then sayonara. Yeah, I mean, if he he is one of those guys, though, who, to your point, who if he comes out this year and catches the world on fire, mm-hmm. teams will be interested just based off his skill set. So... I, I hadn't actually thought about Abdul Nader as a trade ship, and there is a route where that. I'm not saying he, the, not, of course, not the trade ship, just an yeah, add-on. Yeah, but does he? Could he hold value for other teams? I, I think so. Yes, because better teams today. I don't know if he does, but your your yeah. point is he could play himself to that. Am I understanding you correctly? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's why I'm just like, just stay beyond the three point line. If you got a shot, shoot it. If you don't, pass it. You know, just minimize your mistakes, maximize what you're good at. Show that off so that like a playoff team that may just need like an extra shooter or two could utilize you. Yep, yep, I totally agree. Um, all right, next player up in our list. Oh wow, Justin Patton. Justin Patton. I have him listed <laughs> as three years all guaranteed. Yep. I, I'm an you, idiot. You forgot about that? I had no idea. It makes sense just because. Nerlens- oh no no no! I'm so sorry. No, well, it's, three, it's three years guaranteed. It is, because we've passed his date. He had a date this year mm-hmm. that they waived him by a certain date. They didn't have to guarantee the rest of the, the rest of his years. Yeah. So he's going to be on this. I mean, he's going to be under contract, at least, for this year and two more seasons after this. I, I guess I did not realize that. Yeah, it leaves the door open for, like, another guy that could potentially be traded, which I don't, it's not even Nerlens Noel, because he technically has a no-trade clause. Right. But Nerlens Noel probably isn't going to be back with the Thunder again next year. It's a little uncommon to have three centers, but the Thunder have done it before, mainly with like a two-way guy. 
on being the third in the rotation. But Justin Patton does provide something a little bit different um, than what Nerlens Noel and Stephen Adams do most of the time because I know Stephen Adams is a three-point shooter now. But <laughs> Justin Patton can stretch the floor. Now, can he stretch it really well? No. Is he going to play a lot? Probably not. But when he's out there, he does provide Billy Donovan just another look offensively that he can throw out there from Justin Patton. So it makes a little sense. Um, he's a good little development guy to have in the background. Um, like I said, he does. he's not shy in terms of shooting the three ball, but um, I, I just don't know. I just don't know what we have with Nerlens this year. It's it's so odd because he, he got he got the same opportunity Muscala and Alec Burks got. Like, look, you signed with one team thinking X, now Y has happened, so you can go off and find somewhere else. Maybe he just couldn't find another opportunity at that time because the market had dried up, but I just don't know what the Thunder do with New Orleans Noel. He's obviously going to play a lot because somebody has to back up Steven Adams, but I just don't know what you do because New Orleans Noel is a player that helps you if you're a playoff team, not this type of team. Right. No. So, so because of that, do we see more Justin Patton and do we see New Orleans Noel taking a lot more rest? But he's not a player that you necessarily needs that necessarily needs to rest. And New Orleans Noel does not want to rest. Yeah, he doesn't want to rest. He wants to be traded to the Lakers and waive that no trade clause or be traded to the Clippers and waive that no trade clause. Well, or the Celtics. Because or... it's technically a no trade clause, is it something that he can even waive in the first place? Yeah, it's the same no tra- it is a similar no trade clause to what Nicolo uh, not Nicolo. Uh, Tesla? Yes. Okay. Tesla's the car. <laughs> no, the guy who went overseas this year, Miritich. Oh, okay. They, they, yeah. Whenever he had a Chicago, he waved to go to New Orleans. It's a similar situation. Now, I know those are different because Yoki, or Miritich had a team option for the next, or sorry, a player option for the, or team option for the next year. The New Orleans guaranteed it. It's a long story short. But basically, this is not a no trade clause, no trade clause gar- or that was negotiated into the contract. Okay. This is a no trade clause that was given to them by meeting certain criteria by the league. So neither Noel did not ask for it. The Thunder did not give it to him. Mm-hmm. They just hit certain standards, so he was given a no trade clause that could still be waived, just like every other oh, okay. no trade clause. Okay, okay, yeah. I I thought I just assumed that because it wasn't given out by any party or asked for, that it's not. It's also something that he just can't waive either. I thought it was just nope, can't move him. No, 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 no. So, well, that, well, that's good then because that make that's makes more sense why Justin Patton is here. Maybe even in the short term because maybe they can find somebody to. And he's huge. Yeah, he's he looks like a football player but taller. <laughs> a very tall football player. Yeah, like just he's built. Intimidating. Um, he's 22 years old. He makes 1.6 million dollars this year. 1.7 and a half next year. 1.9 the year after that. So I mean, Justin Patton was the 13th pick. He was in the lottery. Yeah, because he was a part of the Jimmy Butler trade, which no one else remembers but me. He was part of the Jimmy Butler trade from Chicago. Um, he was selected by Minnesota in that deal. So. I mean, he's a lottery pick. He has a ton of talent. There's a reason he was taken there. He's just been plagued with injury, Is even, even understating it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played six games so far in the NBA, and he's been there for two years. So the guy's been a, a project in the he's medical standpoint. Pro- probably played plenty of games this year. Yeah. That's why he's probably excited to play for the Thunder. If he can, if he can stay on the floor, yeah, that's a huge improvement over what we've seen from Justin Patton. Although uh, Steven Adams abused him in the blue-white scrimmage. It's a scrimmage, but Steven Adams abused him on the glass. Yeah. It's just, it looked like Steven was like playing, like obviously they're about the same size, but Steve, it looked like Steven was playing against a kid the way he was abusing him. All right, Nerlens Noel, $2 million. One-year deal. No, Last year he had a player option in the second year. This year he does not. 
as you mentioned, he did get a no trade clause based off uh, signing two minimum salary veteran contracts in a row. So Nerlens Noel, 25 years old, $2 million. He's the backup center, um, no team option. So again, he would be an expiring contract either by his choice or the team's choice. That last year, that was a little bit up in the air if Nerlens was going to pick up his own option. Mm-hmm. Um, he did not. So here we find ourselves. Nerlens Noel, $2 million. Bucks. Have you been paying attention to, um, I think I wrote about it, Eric Horn, formerly of the Oklahoma. Now he's a lot more athletic than he was yesterday. Um, How he, long did you think about that joke? <laughs> I um, Anyway, so the Thunder's defense now, instead of having the big play up high, they're just having them drop back into coverage, stay in the paint, stay in the rim, uh, and protect the rim. That's going to be one of my most – I'm really disappointed. I'm not going to be able to see Nerlens Noel get a steal or two a game now because he's really good like at being aggressive against the ball handler at the top of the key and then just swiping the ball out for like, like maybe once a game. It was always fun because he's obviously really long, he's really tall, and you've got this tall-ass dude with dreadlocks just boom – there's the ball, and then Nerlens Noel would just pick it up. It's like, oh, this is one of my favorite things to watch last year during that boring Thunder team we had to cover. You thought last year was boring. This is going to be an inch. I'm excited. I'm yep. excited because we're going to see a lot of different things every night as opposed to the same thing every single night. Every night. And we all know how this movie's going to end. I have no idea how this season is going to go. I don't know how tomorrow night's going to go. I don't know if they're going to lose by 40. 20, lose by five, maybe even win. Who knows? I don't know. It's Vegas does not think they're going to win. No. I mean, <laughs> I don't think they're going to win either, but... <laughs> yeah. I uh, yeah, I think the first month of the season is going to be a ton of fun. And then I think we're going we're gonna to hit a point where it's not going to be fun anymore. And then at the end of the season, whenever the lottery comes around, and we're trying to figure out, oh, are we going to have the fourth best odds? Are they going to have the fifth best odds? Then that'll be fun again. But there's going to be a lull. There's going to be some Thunder fans that have, like, Sam Presti's op-ed framed in their room. So every time the Thunder lose, they just, like, stare at it and go, it's almost here. It's a process. It's not almost Reposition here. and replenish. It's not almost here. All right, Mike Muscala, the new uh, the new Thunder, the new Thunder player. Very musky. Very musky. Uh, he is 28 years old, got $2 million contract. He and uh, Nerlens Noel actually make the same amount this season. Uh, he does have a hilarious, an absolutely hysterical player option for next year for 2.3. I find that awesome, that he is the only player on the Thunder with a player option. The only one. No one else on this team has a player option. <laughs> well, I guess you can count Chris, Paul's, Chris final Paul's final year. But I think we've already reported that he's picking that up. <laughs> so I don't know if that really counts anymore. I think that's just fully guaranteed. Um... Were you a little, like, kind of with uh, Deontay Burton, were you a little surprised that Muscala didn't play that much in the preseason either? I mean, he played... No. Deontay Burton, I think, is a little bit more of an unknown. I think, I mean, like, we know what Mike Muscala is. Yeah. What's he going to do? He's going to be real tall. He's going to shoot threes. He's going to have no hesitation. He's going to pick and pop a lot. And he's going to fire it if it touches his hands. Mm-hmm. And that's just who he is. He'll help, he'll help this, when he if, he, if he plays, he'll help this team win games. Because he's good, he's good at two things, and he's... Pretty good at them, you know. He's reliable. You can, yeah, you can at least say he's reliable. Yeah, but so I mean, I just think he's a little bit more of a known quantity. Mm-hmm. So it didn't shock me that he didn't play. Yeah, I, I mean, Deontay pre- Burton. We 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 still like ah, he's super athletic. We think we know what he's going to be, but we're not sure. Preseason just lasts so damn long that even though my I'm telling myself like don't 
by and don't read into like minuscule things here and there and think. So my shit, Gilders for MVP pick was bad. Uh, people are saying he's going to be most improved. How can he be most improved? People thought he was good last year. Yeah, I uh, that typically goes to people who are bouncing back from an injury or people who were just horrible, horrible average players or which, guys who were out which, of the league who found themselves back yeah. in the league. Yeah, which Shea is none of those things. Shea was a guy that everybody thought incredibly highly of, and he's going to keep doing. More well, he would have that. to win the MVP to win it. That's good for him. That's true, man. Your phone is like you are a popular man. No, today. it's my it. It's a whole thing, and I'm sure. Oh, it's your. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure podcast people who listen to all the franchise podcasts. First off, thank you. Second off, you are very familiar with my phone because it when it vi- there's something loose oh, inside okay. the phone itself, and so it vibrates very, very loudly. Mm-hmm. Don't be missing those calls now. I don't. I don't. Shout out Bob Hoffman, the head coach of the UCO basketball team, texting <laughs> me, blowing me up. Shout out Mr. Hoffman. Uh, all right, so Mike Muscala, though player option, I I think we know what he is. I I can't imagine he. I mean. He's been traded twice in the past three seasons, so maybe he's a trade target for somebody out there because he can shoot and he's a big man and those guys don't exactly grow on trees. I really wonder if the Thunder will overvalue him internally because he chose to stay. Because we all know how... Hashtag loyalty? Yeah, we all know how like, sensitive loyalty, that subject loyalty. is. And he's a guy that you know fans can probably easily connect to for the obvious reasons that I don't really need to say because they're so damn obvious, but... Um, I don't know. There, there's just something. I don't think they're gonna have any loyalty to Mike Muscala. Well, it's only two years, and it, he doesn't. If hurt. someone calls up and says, "Hey, we'll give you a second round pick," I think they're like, "Okay, here you go." Really? Yeah. Really? Mike Muscala? Yes. And I think they'd also be like, "Okay, now we can play Darius Baisley and not feel bad about it." Let's move forward. See, I'm of the opinion that year two Darius Baisley plays more three. I want to see him more. Well, I'm I'm just going to assume that he's going to make improvements, especially on the defensive side, so that oh, I think he's been I I've, I've been blown away with and I'm not saying that he's great. Yeah. I'm just saying I thought he was gonna be a hilarious train wreck on defense and yeah. he's not been that. No, 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 no. But imagine him going out there trying to trace chase threes around off oh, no. screens. Like, yeah, that's that why that's why they're putting him at the four now. Sure. But year two, you can have him at three, so there is there are lineups where you can have both Muscala and Darius Baisley out there, so that so, sounds like a winning combination. Well, I, I, all I'm saying is, like, that's why I don't think Muscala is... I don't think they would just throw him away for a second-round pick. Maybe. Maybe. You're I, probably right. I'm trying to think. I mean, if there's a team out there who needs a backup center, Mike Muscala makes Lakers, sense. The Lakers? <laughs> <laughs> They've already had him once, right? Uh, I, mean, I mean, I'm not sure. I just don't know if there's a whole lot of loyalty to anybody on this roster right now outside of Darius Baisley... Shea Gilchrist Alexander and Steven Adams. I, I would assume that there's any, and I think Steven Adams is movable. I just think they have some loyalty where they're not going to just give them away. Thunder would be stupid if they traded Steven Adams. I just want to go ahead and say that now because I know that those rumors are out there. They'd be stupid to trade him. Just stupid. They'd be stupid to trade him for essentially nothing. They If they're getting back some return where we all go, hey, hey, whoa. Unless they get a, they wouldn't get a Chris Paul, or not a Chris Paul, uh, they wouldn't get a Paul George Hall. But unless they get something like somewhat in that direction, like two or three, like two first round picks and a player, they, they'd be stupid. I don't know if stupid's the right. It's a little harsh. I'm sorry. I are just you, are you, wow. 
Who, he, he's a, who hurt you? No, I'm just show me on my laptop what player made you upset. You've got a bunch of young guys that you're going to depend upon to be the faces of the franchise. Don't worry, Chris Paul's here for three more years. <laughs> You've got a bunch of young guys, a bunch of young potential, and that's all it is right now, potential. And, you, and, and now we're going to be talking about players that aren't even on this roster right now because it's like, well, they could get in the lottery this year. They could package these um, these trade picks to get a higher draft pick. You need somebody like Steven to show you the way. And not only is he, he – because when I say that, it sounds like I'm describing Nick Collison. Steven Adams is 20 times the player Nick Collison ever was. I just I just think it would be silly to trade him unless it was just for something so absolutely silly of a return. I just – I value him a lot. I think he's incredibly important to the team getting back to where that they want to be. That photo above your bed now suddenly makes way more sense. <laughs> What, right on the uh, ceiling? Right there on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. And like I said, I think he won't get traded because I think the Thunder value him more than any other team values Steven Adams. Whatever they think his, okay, this is the price point. All 29 other teams would tell you a lower price point than what the Thunder would tell you. Oh, so definitely. I, so I yeah. think he's in Oklahoma City for a long time. But, I mean, if Indiana calls and is like, hey, well, that's a bad example because this wouldn't make any sense. Let me think of a better. Because they're going to start both Turner and Sabonis, which is that's going to be fun. It's going to be an experience. <laughs> um, I can't even think of any really at the top of my head. But I mean, if if Boston calls and they would never ever 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 do this, and this is not real, why would you say Boston Chisholm? I'm curious. Why would Boston want Stephen Adams? Why would their fan base Stash be? Bros? <laughs> oh, Stash Bros. Oh, that's uh, that's why. So Stephen Adams for a Jalen Brown, and so I'm just saying a young player. For Steven Adams and a pick like that—that that makes sense. And where I could—I could see the Thunder maybe not accepting a deal like that, but entertaining that kind of offer. Yeah. If you're just offering, here's a handful of crappy picks and some expiring contracts. I don't think the Thunder even hold, even pick. I mean, have no interest in returning your phone call. Mm-hmm. I think it would have to be something where we would be like, oh wow, that's a young player. That's yeah. a, that's a fun prospect. That's maybe that's two fun prospects, and that pick is going to be good in a few years. It had to be where we kind of go, oh, that's more than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I mean, my whole point, and I'll just kind of finish it with this. My whole point is, the Thunder already have a lot of potential right now. You don't want to be nothing but potential. You need to have some substance to fall back on, and Stephen Adams is a big part of that. So, like, yeah, Shea Gildas Alexander is a good foundational piece right now. I think it's safe to say because he's a very good player. He's a he's the type of player that you can build around. How good can he be is the question. Like, can he be a Russell Westbrook-level type player? Can he be a Kevin Durant-level type player? We don't know that, but we think he's going to be good. But you can't just be potential because that way you're like Charlotte or Philadelphia and you're just constantly drafting players and just it's going to be better. It's going to be better. Well, why would it be better? Like, hopefully this guy that you draft is worth a damn. But if you have nothing to fall back on, then they just go through their rookie deals and they go elsewhere or you trade them. So Stephen Adams is important. Hashtag Sacramento. There you go. Uh, Darius Baisley, first-round pick, obviously, this year, 19-year-old. $2.2 million, $2.4 next year, $2.5 in a team option the year after that, $4.2 in the year after that. Just a normal first-round rookie contract. Yeah, we've talked enough about Darius, so yeah. we can move on. Uh, so, But basically, two more guaranteed years plus two years of team options. Uh, speaking of two years of team's options, Terrence Ferguson enters his first season on a team option deal because this is his third year of his first round contract. Next year he has a team option which the, which the Thunder announced either yesterday or late last week. I can't remember. But they announced recently yeah. that they are picking up that option for 2021. So he has this season and next season left on his contract and then after that he will be a restricted free agent. He's currently 21, Tulsa native. We had, we haven't talked about Terrence at all so far. Yeah, um 
I was talk. I was at my favorite bar in Norman. So give another shout out to Blue. Um, I was at Blue Saturday night, I think. Yeah, because OU plays at 11 a.m. every week. So I had plenty of time to go out to my bar and just kind of watch the rest of the Pac-12 after the dark games. And I was sitting by these two guys, and they were they were really cool. They were really funny. They were having, like, all these basketball, like, arguments. It was so fun. So I would, like, butt in and, like, join in. Like, one of them was shocked to find out that Avery Johnson's jersey was retired by the Spurs. Like, he just could not believe that. <laughs> but um, – one of the things that they were talking about was they think Terrence Ferguson is going to be like the second or third best player. So if you're going to say like Steven Adams of, of guys that are going to be here for the long haul, Steven Adams, Jay Gillis, Alexander, they thought that Terrence is going to be the second or third best player bar none on this team. And I've seen a few things kind of similar to that on Twitter tossed around by Thunder fans. And I like Terrence. I think he's a fine player. I don't see where that's coming from other than just blind optimism. Like, do you, do you agree with that or like, like, what do you think Terrence's ceiling is? Because I've always said a more athletic Danny Green. That is not your second or third best player. No, not your, no. Danny Green is not. I think that might even be a little bit hopeful. Yeah, at this point, we're in his third year, and he's still. I mean, he's still his cre- highs are incredibly high, and that's when you that's when you see like athletic Danny Green, and his lows are like he can barely stay on the floor. Right. Yeah. I mean, the last the first five games last year. Statistically, he was the worst player in the NBA. Yeah. So, and that's funny because the Thunder have a habit of having that guy, whoever that is, whether it's Samaj Christian or the first five games of Terrence Ferguson. They they have a habit of finding Patrick Patterson's first ten game, basically his entire career with the Thunder. But right, (laughs) yeah, and they just have a habit of getting those guys on the roster. Um, And I agree with. I I don't think he's not going to be an NBA player. I think he's going to get better. He's young. I I get anyone who is defending Terrence Ferguson. I understand what you're out there saying. I will tell you that I thought his ceiling was higher 365 days ago than I do today. Yeah. Um, I think he's a little bit more of a guy who's kind of like, God, that's kind of what he is. Like, I I think that that this is who he's going to be. And the biggest, and I know this is a very small thing, all you idiots out there who draw conclusions from preseasons, I'm about to do it. You look at what they're doing, and you look at Terrence Ferguson, his biggest issue on defense two years ago and last season is that dude is going to set a record for fouls. Like yeah. he, 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 made, he made improvements from one year one to two, but it's still a problem. I mean, it's still a problem. Yeah. Um, and then the first handful of preseason games, he looks bad, and then he has foul trouble. And so I think that just might be a little bit of who he is. Now, is can he turn a corner and turn everything around? Yes. But my overall point is not necessarily that one specific thing is why he's not going to be a more athletic Danny Green, which would be a hell of a player. Yeah, A more athletic Danny Green would be a hell of a player. I, I just think that, that shows that he maybe isn't progressing in all areas as we had hoped. Yeah, and, and but maybe he needs an opportunity like this team to really make the str- make the strides necessary to improve to be that player that a lot of people think he's going to be. But you, I, I've talked pretty openly that I don't think this team makes as much sense for him as last year's did. No, but it, it will allow him to try and work on different things in his game as opposed to just standing in the corner and catching a, a a pass from Russell Westbrook or Paul George when every feel, third possession. Yeah, when they feel like it. So maybe this is a good opportunity for him to improve, and this is what he needed. But um, yeah, I mean, I I'm same page with you on him. Like, yeah, maybe this is just what he is, and fine player, you know, can help you win some games. But eh, I don't know. He's a good guy. That's he's, like he's one of my biggest question marks on the team. I don't yeah. I don't know what he does on this team. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. Yeah. I think. Again, I mentioned it, and I'll say it again for all the new listeners out there. Uh, he's a guy that I know that 
based off the fact that he's 21 and he's on a, what St. Price would call a controllable contract, that he makes sense for the timeline. But as far as his style of play, I don't know if he makes sense for what they're trying to do now. Mm-hmm. I, he would be a guy who it wouldn't shock me if he got dealt, and I think that would shock a lot of Thunder fans. If Terrence, Fer- if they announced today that Terrence Ferguson has been traded to whatever team, and I don't care what's coming in, I think there would be Thunder fans who would be shocked because he's 21 and he's on a controllable contract. But I think by and large, I don't know if he fits where they're going. Just based off how he plays the game. I think as long as Andre Robertson's status is up in the air, I think Terrence is pretty That's a good safe. Point. You don't like Hamadou as a starter? It's such a logjam with a bunch of players that basically do the same thing. Yeah. Because you can put Shea in there, too, because he's got the same body type. He presents the same matchup challenge that um, defensively that Terrence Ferguson does. I mean, them playing defense, not <laughs> you defending them. Sure. Um, but yeah. Okay, so uh, let's move quickly here because we're getting at, we're at forty minutes. Well, well, we took four minutes of Dragon Ball Z talk, so <laughs> so that's our on us. We're uh, not, Shea... not going to talk about Dragon Ball GT, not on this podcast. <laughs> uh, Shea Gilbert Alexander is the next one up, twenty one year old, obviously freshly from the Clippers. Four, uh, well, three point nine million dollars this year, four point one next year, and then a uh, five point five team player option two years from now. Like I said, they announced that they picked up his team option for twenty twenty one. If they could, they would announce today that they're going to pick up his team option for twenty one twenty two. They just can't. But, uh, like, that's also a done deal. So, Shea Gills-Alexander, three more years under contract here. Another standard first-round pick contract. And then he's going to enter restricted free agency in 2022. Um, so, that'll be his first time out on the open market. We've talked about him a little bit, foundational piece. Um, but he's also... My phone finally um, autocorrects when I start typing G-I-L. So it'll just say Gills-Alexander. So, oh. that's going to come in handy. Good for you. Thank God. It's a long name to type. Is it informal of me to put SGA? Would that be frowned upon? Uh, in what context? Like are just you... tweeting. No, you tweet it. Okay, tweeting is very informal. I don't. I, not, articles aren't my thing. So, um, that's <clears throat> the thing is, uh, you. I wouldn't do it in an article. I'm gonna write an op-ed. You can do it in an op-ed because that's more of just you riffing. Even though Presty probably had like four or five people edit his stuff. Actually, he probably edited it himself. He strikes. He he keeps a diary, or a does journal. he? Yeah, he kind of. I think he mentioned that at his press conference a few, mo- few a month or so ago that he he has a journal or something. That doesn't. I'm shock pretty. Me. Sure, I don't know why I sound so shocked. Sure, that doesn't shock me. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. I'm actually kind of sure of this from from people that I've talked to. I'm pretty sure at um, some point when he's done being or GMing for the Thunder or when he's retired, he's going to write a book about the James Harden trade, like le- losing Kevin Durant. Getting to the mountain, but not getting over the mountaintop. You know, I'm sure that that's those stories are coming, and a lot of that is because he does journal. So, okay, makes sense. Uh, but Shea is again. I've been telling people all year. This is no guarantee because nothing's guaranteed. If I was buying a jersey for my 12 year old son, it would be a Shea Gills Alexander jersey because he has the best chance of being here long term. Yep. Like that, that. I mean, that's how I describe him to this friend. Is that a guarantee? No, but he is the guy who. I feel the most confident in saying he that I think to, he's going to be here. He wants to have his jersey up in the rafters. <laughs> oh, that's he, too soon. <laughs> Always too soon. He can't be well. He can't be like Tim Duncan, Dirk, or Kobe because he's now played for two teams. So <laughs> that's true. Legacy is destroyed. Legacy is destroyed. Two teams. Oh, Thunder's being the second team. Yes. Uh, I don't know why. I Goodness didn't... gracious. Oh, is that me? Are the North Koreans nuking us? Oh, that is the Sam Mays. Put him on. No, <laughs> no, and he's also is supposed to be on the air right now. Uh, it's really it's only two fifty two. 
Well, I guess the show does yeah. start at three. Okay. Yeah. So uh, we'll speed through this. Uh, no, we don't need to speed through. Uh, all right, Andre Robertson. He's an interesting one because he's on an expiring deal. Last year of his contract, $10.7 million. $10.7 million. Uh, he was signed as a restricted free agent two two summers ago. Um, and obviously coming back from, I mean, just a long road to recovery. 21 from months. Yeah. 21 months of not playing basketball. Now, Billy did tell us today, and this is October 22nd. Is it the 22nd? Or the 21st? Today is the 22nd. Yeah, so this is October 22nd, Tuesday, the day before the Thunder's first game against Utah. Um, on Friday, Robertson did little. I don't, I don't, actually, I don't even think he did that much. Um, yesterday, he apparently went through 17 minutes of scrim, um, full contact scrimmage with the team, and then today he did more. And Royce Young, actually, the way he worded this question was, hey, Billy, everybody except for Andre, or besides Andre, everybody's available, right? And then Billy said yes. So I don't know if that's 100% confirmation that Andre's not going to play tomorrow, and Billy just simply misunderstood the question, or he's like, yeah, Andre's not going to play tomorrow. But, I mean, I would have been shocked to see Andre thrown out there, but... This is what this is going to be. It's going to be a whole lot of game time decision, Andre Robertson updates. And so I apologize ahead of time for giving you guys updates on his status every single day. Um, but one thing that I am kind of hopeful for, because I asked Andre about this a few days ago, like, is your goal that when you come back, that you're back? You're not going to like come out, play, and then not play for like a week, and then come back for two games and then not play for a week. And he said, yeah, like the whole goal is to be back 100% and not be worried about the future at that point. So that's what they've been doing. They've been real cautious with him. They'll let him rest. They He played all of training camp, then rested pretty much throughout the preseason, and now he's kind of going back full 100% apparently. So we will see. We will see. Uh, all right, Andre Robertson, expiring deal. He's someone who would be interesting on the trade market, not even if he's playing. Expiring deals hold late. Yeah. Teams, will, teams are always uh, looking for cap space, and Andre Robertson might be a vehicle uh, to get a team there. I'll, I'll look at this from probably the absolute wrong perspective. I don't think that they would do that either out of loyalty. Uh, the only way I could see that is if he comes out and says, like, okay, yeah, I'm done. And so, like, he's, like, announced a retirement or, like, saying that he can't. So then at that point, he's literally just a number on the books. Yeah. Now, if he was going to go, like, try to play somewhere else and, like, fight the road to recovery, I think he, they want to keep him in Oklahoma City for that measure. And I, I don't have any reason to believe that would happen. Mm-hmm. But if for whatever reason he did say, you know what, this whole basketball thing is going to work out. Is he 26? He is 27. Oh, okay. Um, mm. So it, it, for whatever reason, catastrophic or whatever, then he's just a number on a book, and yeah, that holds weight. Uh, all right, Dennis Schroeder, $15.5 million this year, $15.5 million next year, no options, no uh, no squirrely business there. So he's under contract for this season and next season. Um, We've talked to him once this entire preseason. Really? But not counting media day. We've talked to him one time. Have you, has he been asked for a lot, or is he just... No. No one's really interested in Dennis. No, um, Maddie Lee from the Oklahoma did a story, pretty cool story on him and Mike Muscala. She talked to them yesterday together. Um, I think Royce is doing a story on him. So he requested him today, so we'll see. But, yeah, all that is just to prove the point that even sometimes I forget Dennis Schroeder's on this team because this team has three starting point guards. Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, Shayles Alexander. Point guard most likely to be moved? Um, Chris? See, I think it's Dennis. I think well, you, Dennis, need a, you need a backup. We're talking about 
contracts here, and I think Dennis, to this point, willing to come off the bench, and uh, his contract number, he is a little bit easier to find an avenue out of Oklahoma City than Chris Paul. Yeah, the avenue is easier. I just think that that the Thunder are pretty. I think they're pretty dead set on moving Chris, just not just for themselves, but to do good on Chris's part. Sure. Um, they they like to have respe- they like to be respected by big time players like Chris Paul. That's why they were so cautious with Carmelo Anthony the whole time. Um, I just feel like it'll get to a point where if the Thunder absolutely understand that they're not going to get what they want out of a Chris Paul trade, they might just pull the trigger anyway and just tell fans to bite the bullet on this one. Yeah, because they've got plenty in the you know in the arsenal moving forward. But um, yeah, pragmatically, Dennis Schroeder is easier to move. But I think realistically, I think Chris is going to be the one moved because you need a backup point guard and Dennis right. Schroeder is a competent backup point guard. Now, more than competent. I think he's one of those guys that if he's going to get moved, it's close to the deadline and it's one of those teams that are like, oh, this is our, we really bolstered our bench. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. This is our all in. The problem is he just can't shoot. He's just inconsistent as a shooter. If he was a better shooter, man. What teams don't care about shooting? Detroit. The... <laughs> no. They, they, they had Andre Drummond shooting threes. They had right. ISO Joe. In they their did. building, and they and just said, see ya. Let him go. Uh, Philadelphia. Get, get Blake out of Detroit. Philadelphia loves throwing up bricks. Joel Embiid's just heaving him at an unbelievable rate. Um, well, I mean, does Chicago need another point guard? We need all of them. <laughs> we need all of them. We're unprecedented lineup. A few years ago, after the trade deadline, if I'm not mistaken, Chicago had eight point guards on their roster. <laughs> Now obviously they they waived some of those and cut them immediately, but there was like there was like a, a thirty minute period where Chicago had eight point guards. It because, was wild because they just need all of them. <laughs> uh, all right, Dan, Danilo Gallinari, uh, he's obviously been talked about a whole lot because he is a an expiring deal, uh, twenty two and a half million dollars this season. He's a good player who some people said was kind of on the outside looking in for the All Star team last year in the Western Conference, which is. A huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had his best season that he's ever had last year. He's 31 years old. He's a guy that doesn't make a ton of sense for a rebuilding team. But uh, He'll help the team win games because he's a very, 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 very good player. Yeah. Now, and everyone's also talking about this, but just to reiterate the point, he's also an injury risk at any moment. Mm-hmm. That's why he's probably going to sit a lot. He sat um, for one preseason game, or did he sit for two? I think he sat for one. He might have sat for two. I can't remember for certain. But I'm I don't mean this in an insulting way either. I'm not that interested about Danilo Gallinari on the Thunder. I'm more interested to see how the Clippers offense moves on without him because I feel like no one's talked about because obviously you get Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, that's great. You add it to a team that pushed the Warriors to sixth last year. Um, Lou Williams off the bench. Great offensive team. They're going from Danilo Gallinari to Mo Harkless. That's going to affect that offense, and then you're not going to have Paul George for the first what, however many weeks of the season. Um, I look forward. It says two weeks at minimum, and I'm like, that's a month. That's a month. That's a month. Yeah, because <laughs> um, we've all seen Paul George play when he's not 100. percent Yeah, and it can be good, can be bad a lot of the times. Um, but going from Gallinari to Mo Harkless, that's going to affect that team, and I look forward to the hot takes after one game tonight when the Clippers play the Lakers because of that. It's going to be interesting to see. It is going to be interesting to see. Uh, but Danilo Gallinari is a guy that you just need to watch all year. I I can't imagine a situation where after the trade deadline goes by and he's still on this roster, just because what a what a loss of value that would be. What if the Thunder accidentally trade Nick Gallo instead of Danilo Gallinari because that because of a miscommunication? They do you know look really similar. Memphis last year. 
Well, similar. <laughs> Weren't you and I? You and I were watching a Thunder game. Oh right? my gosh! It was yeah. the, that was the yeah, best we were, night of basketball I've we ever had in my life. Game. What game was that? So that was the Thunder Rockets game that Deontay Burton helped them win. Maybe when the Thunder came back down from like twenty-two. I remember that night way more because of the Marshawn Brooks trade. Yeah, God, that was so funny. Oh, that Woj's was... like clarification tweet. Actually, <laughs> oh, it was just Marshawn and Dylan Brooks. <laughs> Good on them. The game of zones on that was actually really funny too. They did it. Oh, bro. The, <laughs> I don't know if I'm the only person who thinks this, but the game of zones, their batting average is 100%. They, yep. Just everything they do is funny. I just I wonder if it's going to keep going on since Game of Thrones died a tragic. No, not tragic. It died a very painful and lonely death. A long, eight. overdone death. Yep. Stupid. Do you think they make fun of that in the first episode of Game of Zones? They should. They Hacks. absolutely will. Hacks! Those writers suck. They will. They will, they will. All right, two more. Steven Adams, who we talked about a ton oh, a yeah. minute ago. Yeah. Uh, cool. But just his contract situation, 25 Almost $26 million this year. $27.5 million next year. No options, no player option, no team option. Really quick question. If he's still healthy, what is his next contract like? What do you think? Oh, man. And, okay, and this is assuming he China is, doesn't screw up the salary cap? I, I've always made the comparison for him to be like— You don't uh, like my China joke? We're trying to avoid that? Uh, we're Am avoiding I missing it. content? We are okay. avoiding it. Sorry. Um, Sorry. I've always made the comparison for him as a floor stretcher to be like Valanchunas— who can shoot the three. I think he shoots like 34, 35%, so very respectable for his size, but not enough to the point where that you... That sounds like you're like trying to not fat shame him Well, for his size. For his size. If you said that for in his, any other... For his playing style. Any, uh, any other relation, you're like, <laughs> you know, Derek is a great salesman for his size. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. That, okay. Oh, okay. Well, um, not, not good enough to actually stretch the floor. His defenses are like, go ahead and shoot. I don't know if Steven's ever going to be that type of player where defenses overly respect him shooting the ball let's even if he starts shooting them anyway so um knowing that let's say he just stays healthy and he's just kind of a normal three-point shooter if he's if he keeps taking the shots um what's his next contract look like so that's a tough one it is a tough one i think the thunder will pay him the most because you can actually bring up china in this because the salary that's what i was gonna might, say the, the salary cap might go down because of china mm-hmm. um which is n- not interesting from a political perspective perspective but really interesting from an NBA contract perspective because then like John Wall's contract goes from the worst contract in the league to maybe the worst contract of all time um I, I think the Thunder still pay him the most amount of money and I I, I it's somewhere in that 20 25 million dollars a year range I don't think he gets a raise but I don't know if he takes a pay cut either mm, man, other teams 16 to 18 yeah somebody might overvalue him though See, I don't know who that is. Teams were overvaluing in his canter when he was a free agent, if you remember. When he was a restricted free agent with the Thunder? Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant this year. I was like, well. Oh, no, no, not not now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, yes, but I also would always caution people to take, well, this is how much he got offered in restricted free agency. Oh, yeah. That was, like that's years like ago. Otto Porter wasn't going to get that amount of money from the Brooklyn Nets. Your, your restricted free agent contract... I, at least half of it is on potential. It's not what well, you are or what you've done. It's that, like you're and young. also like we're not going to let you keep your guy for market value. We're going to make you overpay for him. And that's what, yeah, Kent, Kent Bazemore, Otto Porter, although, all of those guys. Although I don't know if Portland was actually trying to screw the Thunder because they eventually got him, so they've wanted him for some yeah, time. Yeah, maybe, maybe it was just a two birds with one stone. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. All right, last one, Chris Paul. Uh, his contract has been talked about at nauseum. Yep. 38 and a half this year, 41 and a half next year, 44 the year after that. He's not waiving anything. He's not going to take a pay cut. 
None yeah, of that. none of that's gonna happen. None of that's gonna happen. None of that's gonna happen. He's thirty-four I years s- old. All right. I saw Jalen Rose say that. That's not gonna happen. Uh, pop quiz. So now I've gone through every single contract in the year twenty twenty-one and twenty twenty-two. What Thunder players are gonna be under contract in 2021-2022? Um, Shay. Yes. Darius. Yes. Mm. So that's three years from now. Okay. Um. Not this not, season, not the next season, the season after that is what I'm talking about. Terrence? Nope. No, yeah, that's his, yeah. Oh, God. Chris Paul. Just, Justin Patton. And Justin Patton. And Justin Patton. Justin Patton yeah. is, the, yeah. is the trivia one. If there you go you to go. a trivia and At they least go, I got the, the trivia one. Yeah, three years from now, who will be under contract for the Oklahoma City Thunder? <laughs> everyone will get Shea. I think everyone will get Darius Baisley. Chris Paul might be a hit or miss one. And then everyone will go, wait, Justin Patton has a three-year deal? You damn skippy. Damn skippy. <laughs> Way to go, Justin Patton. Good job. Good job by Justin Patton. All right, right. that's uh, that's all the Thunder contracts. That's all of them right there. Yeah, let's, uh, for a few minutes, if you don't mind, Chisholm, let's uh, go over like big picture stuff for tomorrow since... Uh, I think they need to revitalize the series. Goku needs to be a little bit more of a prominent role. Sorry, different? No more Goku. Okay. Is, it, Sorry. Where have we left him? Like... Because okay, what what's this new Dragon Ball Z thing that's go, like Dragon Ball Z I don't Super? Know. I like, refuse. Okay, I refuse to participate. Like, is it is it new stuff or is it just edited old stuff? I think it's new stuff. Oh, I think it's new story. Oh, I wonder if the original guys do. They are not, oh. which is why I'm all the way out. Oh yeah, screw that. Because he the original guy didn't even do that much with Dragon Ball GT, which is why it's garbage, garbage, garbageio. Gotta have the right pothead in charge of the animated cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. Oh man. I just what's going on? Sorry, there's nothing that involves this podcast. Carry on Johnson just went to the IR. Oh man, a year breaking uh, on the OKC eighty two. Well, I'm just saying, two hours ago they said he might miss this week's game, and now two hours later he's on the IR. That's quite the change. Oh, speaking of, um, I was I had no dog in the fight because I'm not a Dallas Cowboys fan or an Eagles fan. But, Why are we gonna? Are you okay? Are we gonna bring this up on everything <laughs> I do for the week? Are you okay? Because you're wearing an Eagles hat. Yes. What, I what went- did you think about the dude with the? Go Eagles, fly Eagles, fly hat. The little. Have you seen that video? Yes. Oh God. Yes. Um, <laughs> he had such a determined look of sour. My sorrow. wife. My wife was convinced that I was going to be on TV because in the fourth quarter I stood up and I chanted with all the Dallas Cowboys fans. Oh, you were in the game. Yeah, you were at the game. Oh, I was wow. there. I'm so, I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, I chanted in the fourth quarter with all the Dallas Cowboys fans. Eagles suck. Mm. Eagles suck. Which Eagles fans don't chant that, but this one does because they sucked on Sunday. It's okay, you got a Super Bowl much, much more recent than we do. do. We do. I was my favorite sports team at all leagues has won a Super Bowl. I'm okay. I was five or six when the Dallas Cowboys won their last yeah. Super Bowl with uh, the greatest coach in the history of football. Yeah, greatest coach in the history of football, Lincoln Riley. No, Mike well, Gundy. He, he's almost there. Lincoln's almost there. Okay. All right. The King. Anything else for? Uh, I guess Thunder play tomorrow night playing the Jazz. I don't know if this season, you and I might disagree on this one. We haven't preemptively talked about this. I don't know if pregame talks are really going to be as uh, as uh, sought after as they have been in the years past. I don't know if anyone's really like, man, do you think the Thunder are going to be able to pull out a victory against Utah on opening night? <laughs> I think everyone else is just, I think everyone is just going, what are the young guys going to look like? What is the offense going to look like? I don't, know if, I don't know if there's a whole lot of people really wanting us to predict scores. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think it's a little bit more of method, not... I mean, I'm still going to get all those DMs from people that I don't follow. They're like, hey, so uh, love your content. What's the starting lineup tonight? Uh, I'm not going to use this for any type of gambling purpose at all. Those people exist? Oh, yeah. Like every game, someone hits me up like, what's the starting lineup, bro? What's the starting lineup? I'm like, 
I'm just don't. I'm too. Past few years, it should be pretty predictable, right? Oh, I, I know. Like, why would you ever ask that for somebody coming the Thunder? Like they have the same starting lineup every game. Um, this year will be different. I will say for the game tomorrow, and then um, Madison, like we said, is going to be at the Guns N' Roses show in Oklahoma City, so she won't be on OKC82. Chisholm, you're actually doing uh, the post-game show on the radio on 107.7 with uh, Aaron Davis. I am. Um, pre-game uh, on the radio will be taken care of by Desmond Mason, uh, Jerry Ramsey, and David Garrett is making his return to the franchise, so everybody's excited for that pre-game-wise. He does a very good job. Um, but OKC82 wise, I will have Connor Ayubi, who was on the previous That's a hell episode. of a last name. I know, and I had to have him say it out loud because I was like, I'm not pronouncing that. <laughs> um, but I, uh, he was on the the previous episode with Madison and I after the Thunder played their last preseason game. So uh, look forward to that. But for this game, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing how the Thunder bounce back from mistakes because they're playing in Utah, which is a tough place to play. Chris Paul mentioned that today when I asked him about it. I asked Billy about it. Um, how they bounce back from the mistakes that are going to happen because they've got a bunch of guys that haven't played with each other, and they've got a bunch of guys that are young. So that's the recipe for mistakes is there. I just want to see how quickly this team can bounce back from them or if they let them snowball because I think that's something you could say that's going to be a problem moving forward. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm excited to see Utah. Do you see that uh, Donovan, Bojan, Donovan Mitchell was one of the, the guys who lost a lot of height this year with the official measurements? Yeah. He's six and a half, yeah. six feet and a half inch. Yeah, I can see it. He's about Chris Paul's size. Yeah, there you go. All right, anything else? No. Rate, Season's subscribe, fine. review. Oh, yeah, please leave a review and all that jazz. That was really you really pushed him over the envelope there. All right, until next time. Love you. Listen to Brady Trantham Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on 1077 The Franchise and 1079 The Franchise Tulsa. Follow him on Twitter at Brady Does Sports. Subscribe, rate, and review all the podcasts in the Franchise Podcast Network. The Sam Mays Podcast, All In, Inside OU, OKC82, and Intimate with TV's Jerry can be found in all the places you listen to your podcasts. Seriously, just subscribe. You don't even have to listen.